This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities and organisations that we mention. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of our circle. I'm Rhiannon and I'm Jess and today we have a very special guest with us. We're very very excited to have someone all the way across the pond in Wisconsin on with us today. We have an associate designer for Land's End and my lovely friend Joanna Jadala. Hey welcome. (laughs) Thank you you so much for coming on here today. We're so excited to have you on. Um, So I just wanted to jump straight into it and let people know who you are. So could you please tell us and tell our listeners how long you've been in the fashion industry and what you do in the fashion industry? So I've been in the fashion industry for about maybe four to five years I believe and I design clothes. I create clothes. I've worked for a lot of great companies that I still love to this day. And each one has given me such great opportunities, one leading to the next. And yeah, I just, I love making clothes. So so what is an associate designer? So there are levels of design. You have your director who's at the top that overlooks everything. And then a senior designer who is where all the designers report to basically and then under that person we have the designer and then an associate designer and sometimes there's even an assistant designer there are so many things that we do as designers we create collections we source fabrics we source trims try to think we go to fittings and those are so fun and it just so many things, pulling colors, testing colors, dip dyes, and just creating new things, just everything. It just sounds like such a fun, creative world to be in. It really Mm. does. I'd never, I was never into fashion when I was younger, I don't think. Like I was, but I wasn't in the same way that I think people around me were like brands. Whereas I loved everything that you're talking about, describing like just colors and and fabrics and stuff. I think it's so cool. It's like a playground. (laughs) It really is. You just get inspired by everything. And it's not only do is it fashion designers, but there's also just people that we work with knitwear or people who create printed pattern. We are just one category. There are just other categories of designers too when we all work together. So it's it's just this huge community of creatives. Amazing. Is fashion something that you've always wanted to do? Like, is it something that you've always been interested in? Yeah. Since I was little, I used to draw people all the time when I was younger, usually my mom's friends, because they were just so like cool and hip when I was younger. Right. And I would just like redraw their outfits or kind of make them look like really cool or cute. I don't know, just like animate them. Yeah. And my mom would buy me Polly Pockets, the ones that you could like just mm. change their clothes off of. Not yeah. there were the ones that were the actual pockets, which I love those <laughs> ones too. But then they came out with these little like figures with rubber clothes. And I would always mm-hmm. just like either cut their clothes up to like, you know, make it fit different or yeah. just rematch them up. And ever since then, I just was always attracted to just, like wearing clothes differently or cutting them up or sewing do you feel like in in the US do you feel like there's more kind of scope for being creative with what you wear because I was speaking to Ree before this and we have we have school uniforms in the UK so we don't get to wear our own clothing we spend like most of our sort of um childhood lives in school uniform really Mm. think about it 
So do you feel like in the US you can be a bit more creative and you can um, show a sort of sense of style a bit more? I uh, I think so. But I'm, we also have school uniform here. I don't think it's as okay. strict, but I think that there is a lot more freedom to wear whatever you want to wear here. But mm-hmm. I do think that like the UK has definitely it's a it's a fashion city. It's yeah, it's known for its fashion. It, you guys mm-hmm. have it has one of the best fashion schools there too. That I just I've always wanted to go to and. You know, it, it's leading for fashion as well. And each city mm-hmm. has its own fashion. Like New York is kind of more laid back, more modern and kind of minimal. Whereas different cities, it's it's they're all different. That's why there's so many um, fashion weeks, because it, they're all kind of different categories. Mm, definitely. I think when you were talking about how different um, cities have their different sort of looks, I think when I think of the UK or even I think I relate uk fashion heavily to new york fashion mm-hmm. or at least london fashion maybe like that sort of modern look but there's sort of some sort of chicness there's sort of some elegance there's a bit of more european influence and then i think when you think about stereotypical la or like california sort of stuff it's a very different look that's more like urban areas in the uk i think yeah it probably be would be the best sort of way I could sort of relate it anyway mm-hmm. um, so what so what's your favorite style like what what's your favorite style to wear but also what's your favorite style to design oh yeah 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 <laughs> uh, okay so here's the thing about being a designer you don't really okay you dress up nice like you have this eye you can't just wear anything it's so hard to find things that you <laughs> like because one you have to touch it has to feel good you check the seams like I know I'm not the only person that does this I constantly just check like oh I love this for it's like fabric or it's manipulation or I like how it fits this way or anything mm-hmm. or oh I love that they were able to do this and that so for me, it's kind of just one, mostly it's comfort. I have to make sure I'm going to be comfortable in it. Otherwise, why am I going to wear it? You know, mm. it has to be soft and has to be made well. Otherwise, I just, it would hurt me personally to buy something that was just shit because yeah. that's mm. the point, you know, it's the point mm. I can just make it. But <laughs> I, when it comes I love to it. designing, I did do women's wear. I started there and I loved it, but I just felt like, you know, there's not, as much you can do with it as you can with menswear. So then I mm. went to menswear and I brought a lot of the women's wear stuff that I learned into menswear. Where, and that was one of my things that really broke me into being a designer. Cause when I was doing women's wear, I feel like I just couldn't understand it. I couldn't make anything really new or creative or it just didn't flow out of me. Right. But then I got into menswear and I learned tailoring and the thing I love about menswear, it's super functional. There's a reason for everything. On, they like, get pockets. Why don't we get pockets? <laughs> I, know, right? I guess it's because we have purses. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it's like bulking. Mm, so. Yeah, true. There are some advantages and disadvantages to it for sure. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but still, I would, I could use a pocket, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Sometimes you just don't want to wear a purse. Yeah, but I agree. With men's, it's just, there's a reason behind everything. And I appreciate everything that I've ever learned in menswear. And it's, I love bringing what I've learned from women's wear into menswear. So when it comes to designing, it's basically just feminizing a masculine silhouette. That's what I like to do for menswear. But now that I've kind of gone into women's wear, it's bringing that feminine that I know 
back into women's wear and that's what I've been trying to do with my with my new line. So you, you've been working from home during the pandemic. How have you found that? Like, how is that as a designer? Because I'm assuming you're not having all of these materials shipped to your house. I mean, I could be wrong, but how does that work for you as a designer? So as a designer, you are on your computer all day, just either one researching, which is the best because it's kind of like online shopping or <laughs> looking at the, the catwalks, the runways and I just love doing that. I love looking at everything. We get subscriptions to like the best databases, like Women's Wear Daily or WGSN. WGSN is the best. They give you everything. They show you what's happening, the trends, the the fabrics, the silhouettes, prints and patterns. And it's basically like picking up the newspaper of just fashion. Right. So everything is basically on the computer you're creating technical flats through illustrator and then you're creating tech packs which are basically kind of like i would say a recipe book to creating a garment basically you're gonna have the fabrics the thread the trims everything the measurements and it's not only just the design that works on it we have technical design who they create the fit, they create the patterns that are going to be cut out for the fabric and they're going to make sure that it fits. And that design, that job is the absolute hardest. Yeah. I was going to say, I would not feel safe doing that. (laughs) Yeah. It just, I mean, designers know how to create patterns and fit and we know how to make, you know, bigger sizes and smaller sizes of our designs, but it's just so tedious and technical. And there's some Mm. people that love doing it and it's, you know, (laughs) Because I could, you know, that's not where I would want to spend my time. I just, I'm not the type of person that likes to measure everything super, super perfectly. More like, let's get this design and let's get it up there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so have you you found it, um, I mean, you said you've enjoyed getting to be able to look at all of the things online, but are there any other parts of your job that are challenged because of the pandemic or having to work from home? Well, we, we do our fittings through Zoom, which is, it's been a little bit complicated Ooh. because sometimes you want to go and touch the fabric. And we have this great fit model who she, she knows everything. She's like, you know, the back is feeling a little tight. I think we need ease. And she's the one kind of telling us how it feels on her. Usually right. we'll ask mm. them the question, but she's really good. So that's like really handy to have someone who actually knows what you need from them. Mm. Yes. Yes. And I guess the, the things that are really hard from working from home is just like seeing colors and being, and not seeing it under the right light. Cause there are different light settings that we have like outdoor, indoor, mm. natural light, non-natural light. Mm. And you have to match colors for that. And colors are the most important thing. Cause if you see in the wrong light, it's going to come out so different mm. in a different light. It's going to look red or yellow or just not the way that you wanted it to look. So this makes me awesome. think of um, when everyone used to shop at Hollister and we used to go into the shops and it was just pit, like pitch black. <laughs> like you'd, you'd buy something, you'd go out of the shop and you'd be like, hang on, I thought this was green. And you'd come out and it's like completely different. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the fitting rooms where it was just like right there. You could see like the dust everywhere. Yeah. Mm. There was only like a spotlight in one area. <laughs> The lighting is very, very important, especially mm. when it comes to design. I never even mm. thought about the fact of when you go into a fitting room, you probably, even though most of us probably hate going into a fitting room and having all these lights, I was like, oh, I didn't need to see that part of me. The fact <laughs> is you need to see the color. You need to see the color of the fabric. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. 
sort of observation there, isn't it? Like looking at yourself and not the clothes, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you recently, I mean, I say recently, but you recently moved from the uh, west coast of California to or west coast of America in California to Wisconsin on the east coast. Jess is someone who hasn't been to the mm. west coast. I'm someone who hasn't been to the east coast. And I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners as well who hasn't been to either. What would you say are the differences in both like living situation and lifestyle as well as fashion? Okay, well, I'm going to preface this by saying that when I moved to Wisconsin, we had just started the the pandemic. So unfortunately, I didn't get to like when I moved here, everyone was so excited for the summertime and all the great things that Wisconsin had to offer. And unfortunately, I didn't get to experience any of those. But there is the biggest difference going from California to Wisconsin. Number one being the people. The people in Wisconsin okay. are amazingly nice. It's kind of crazy. When I first came here, I was a little bit like, like, why are people so nice to me? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything good. It's either they want to be your big friend or I don't know. It just, you don't get the same kind of treatment in Wisconsin that you do in in California, unfortunately, I will say that California has the best resource or has one of the best resources as to being a designer or to study fashion, just because Wisconsin, there's just nothing here as far as fabric stores. Sometimes I'll go to Chicago and even Chicago just doesn't do it for me. Really? Oh, they have some stuff. It's better than Wisconsin. Like I did get a good amount of stuff from there, but I would, if I had to say the best places to go to, it would be Los Angeles for sure. But New York is number one. I like, yeah. I plan to make a trip there soon just to look at fabric, maybe even buy some and then bring it back. But um, LA definitely trumps Wisconsin when it comes to fashion, but New York takes it all for sure. Mm. <laughs> so New York's the place to be really in some ways for fashion. <laughs> it so, really so is. you so you wouldn't recommend if someone was starting out in fashion to start in Wisconsin? Well, if you are starting out, you can start out anywhere, honestly, because you can buy mm. fabrics online. It's a little bit harder. You buy swatches and you know, I've racked up like hundred dollars worth of swatches and not liked any of them. So that's the catch with that. But mm-hmm. Starting out, you can start out wherever. It really doesn't matter. If you move to LA for it, like even better because you could be recognized or you could pick up a job there. But to start your own company, you can just be at home and Mm -hmm. don't need to have anything other than, you know, sewing skills or an attitude to learn sewing skills and construction. It just takes a lot of hard work and dedication Mm. because there are nights there are weeks and there are days that sometimes you just don't talk to people or you're just creative or it takes a lot out of you because it's it's your art you feel vulnerable doing it putting it out there and even just having someone else wear it you're wearing someone else's art Mm. would you say um I was just thinking from what you said about like all of the hours that go into it would you say that almost some people or, or yourself or anyone who is sort of a designer, do you think you become a bit more of an introvert because you are spending so much time with your art? Yeah, you, I will say that I've become the biggest introvert. I used to be such an extrovert before I started fashion. Like when I took the deep dive into college and when I started my senior, my senior thesis, like I used to go out all the time. And then right after that, I just never went out. I would spend from 7 a.m. until 11 p.m. in the studio, just the sewing studio all day. And we were in a basement, so we didn't even get sunlight either. So it was just, yeah, it was wow. kind of torture. 
it's kind of torture <laughs> for my mental health, but those are the things that you have to do. It, it becomes mm. your life. But surely the pandemic's like a nice kind of excuse to yes. get into your work because you're like, well, yeah. no one's seeing each other anyway. So it's like the perfect time to get on with being creative. Is that where you're, um, you decided to start your own clothing line? I had the idea for it before the pandemic, before I went to Wisconsin. I always wanted to do something. And when I left school, there were things that happened with my family and just not being able to get a job that kind of kept me from pursuing it and kind of took a toll on my self-confidence when it came to Mm -hmm. creating clothing. And I feel like now that I've gotten here where I feel really good in my career. Not only do I learn so much, but I take it with me and I put it in my own and I just work with the most amazing people. And it's given me a lot of confidence to be able to do my own line, which has been really good. I'm so happy to hear that because I've just been so excited. We may as well, we keep sort of going around it. Let's just talk about this. So you have a (laughs) clothing line that is in the making. I don't know if by the time it might this comes out it might be out by then do you have like an idea of when you're hoping this might happen or are we just sort of letting it happen whenever it teases yeah (laughs) so I am it's just so complicated because it's funny because I'm in the studio right now just like looking at this piece that I'm working on right now (laughs) and it's taken me so long to get to where I'm at and I'm still in the fit stage of it right it's just been so long that I I haven't I've taken from this that I've kind of lost my my mojo on it unfortunately right it's taking me a little bit more time to get back into it I know that I can knock it out really quickly but I don't want to do that just because when I was in school they would pressure you to just well I wouldn't I don't want to say pressure you but they kind of make you feel like you are in the industry because everything is so fast paced right. it's crazy like you we'll finish everything in a week you with a fitting and a hemming. And sometimes you won't even know what you're designing that week. And then you will have not only created it, like drawn it, but you will have gotten the fabric, cut it and made it in a week. And it's just, it's really fast paced. The right. whole thing. And with this, I, because like I said, that kind of took a stab at my mental health. And with this, I want to take it a little bit slower and kind of enjoy mm-hmm. it better. And kind of discover more about me deeper because before it was kind of me telling myself just finish it like yes you put everything into it finish it make sure it gets done but now I'm kind of saying like finish it but also make sure that you stay true to it it's exactly who you are and that you're gonna be okay with how it comes out no matter what before it was just kind of had to be in a certain way Right. So would you um would you say that this collection then that you're you're um creating is very much a reflection of you then like what you're putting into it the design of it and the style is that I mean I don't want to try and get, make you tell us everything I want people to get excited and look themselves I don't need to give it all away but c- can you give us anything like what it, we could maybe potentially be looking at that's coming. So it's going to be, it's a little bit different. It's not, it's something I've never touched before, really like lingerie. I never got into lingerie and I've always been a tomboy. And now that I feel like I'm kind of discovering more of like a feminine side to myself, which has been really fun, mm-hmm. but 
it's it's going to be very feminine and it's something that i i hope that will become in an edit an editorial i want it to be in a magazine i would love for people to buy it but i feel like it's not going to be not super commercial just more kind of runway so i guess i wouldn't call it i would call it more of a collection that's what it's going to be Okay, cool. That's exciting then. Mm. I think that you're going to be sort of going in that direction. And speaking of which, you, my friend, have done quite a few things like this that we want to sort of spout out to everyone. Um, I've got the list here. I'm not going to be able to memorize it, but you've had a number of your designs feature in editorials such as uh, 100 Magazine, Elegant Magazine, Vogue Italia. You've also had a collection in New York Fashion Week. Can you please tell us about all of these things? Like, how did, <laughs> how did this happen? happen? <laughs> like, how do you get that to happen? How do you get your work featured in publications? How do you get things in New York Fashion Week? Tell us all. Okay, so it's honestly who you know. I got lucky because the school that I went to for Fashion Week, it was my senior thesis that I had created, and it was just for our spring show. So only graduates that out of the class, they picked a certain amount of graduates to be part of the spring show. And the menswear was really small. It was only me and my other friend, Julie, for we were the only two people that graduated in menswear. So that's also a thing is that people need to be more into menswear to designing it because there's so much room for it. And then after that, it's who you know, like, it's all about networking because someone will see it and they will post it and then it'll catch somebody else's eye and then it'll catch somebody else's eye. And that's why I love TikTok and Instagram because that's how it mostly happened to is people will reach out to me and be like, Hey, I love your collection. Do you mind sending it to me so that I can style it and get it put in an editorial? And that's pretty much how it works. The designer's job is literally only to make the clothes that's it. And then you find a stylist or a stylist finds you either or, and then you hand them the collection and then they style it. And usually they get it. They are the ones that get the, the model, the photographer, everything. And they even get the, like, they work to find it into an editorial. So I don't really besides make the clothes (laughs) but is that scary though letting someone else take your art and style it in a way that you might not have necessarily envisioned it's scary because I mean that did happen to me once where it's like that's not what I envision it looking but it was also just like but I appreciate your point of view like that's how you took Mm. my point of view and you saw it differently Mm. and it's just being able to understand that everyone has a different point of view and it's Mm. You know, it's art no matter what. So and you might yeah. not like it, but you ha- you should appreciate it still. Right. I mean, I think it's great that you're still able to take it like that because I suppose in some ways you can be like, okay, well, I'm still grateful. I made it into a publication and stuff. But I suppose at the mm. same time, you're sort of going to be like, yeah, but I don't want my name in a publication for that <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> as long as you like it. I guess yeah. it's, it's so interesting because like you said, it's like, oh, it's like, I was thinking of almost like, poetry or something Mm. like it being so like open for adaptation and seeing it through someone else's eyes I think that's that must have been so interesting for you if not scary (laughs) it's I think one of the scary things is just getting your stuff back and seeing like is there a rip is there a tear is there so much hard work and sometimes people really don't care it just clothes you fling them you take them off they rip or Mm. I think that's like one of the scarier things or sometimes people will steal your things but thankfully nothing like that's happened to me so good good (laughs) (laughs) and what about with the New York Fashion Week were you there for that when your collection was featured 
Yes. So it, so my whole family went. It was like this huge. Oh, I remember you telling me about. I didn't know if it was for this. No, no. Well, they did go for my spring show too because I had graduated and I would have. That was the first time I'd ever unveiled anything to anyone oh, at wow. all. So it was like wait, New York crazy. Fashion Week. So oh no no no. I was going to say what a I'm statement. I design. <laughs> 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 no, our our school spring show was the first time I had ever done like revealed anything. So they had to be yeah. there for that. But yeah. for New York, New York Fashion Week, my professor had emailed me after I graduated and he asked me to come back to school to rework on my collection just to add some more pieces because they wanted to show it for New York for our master's um, program at that school you get to show your stuff at New York Fashion Week, of course, if it's good. They, yeah. they have to pick out of like the whole master's, the whole master's degree, who's going to go. So I think there was only one other person who was doing menswear. And then that's why they asked me to go because I was one of the only three people doing menswear. But it so, must have been good because they wouldn't just. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I think so. <laughs> I, oh, I can already speak for her. It was amazing. You can see on her Instagram. You can definitely go and check all this out. If if you're happy for me to, oh, I'll yeah. put them on the screen. Like, like look at these amazing <laughs> Yeah, pieces. don't be modest. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I think they were absolutely stunning. And I think, it, like you said, it's, you've, you've already sort of shown that you were introducing feminine sort of aspects to and features to menswear. And you can, you can see that, but in a very subtle way, it, it's kind of, it's really cool. Definitely go and check it out. Sort of speaking about the way that uh, fashion shows work, um, something that we've sort of seen during the pandemic is how creative the designers have had to be. Or I don't know if it would be the designers as such, actually, but wh whoever is in charge of fashion shows, they've had to think outside the box, I guess, because of COVID. They've had to make sure that they're, you know, in, in safe spaces and stuff. And we've seen some really interesting shows come out uh, over the last few months. Um, I just wondered if any of those have sort of been a favorite of yours. If there are any ones that you recommend people looking at and why you enjoyed them? Yes, I actually there was. I don't know if you saw this one. It was Mew Mew. It was on the mountains. And yes. I, I was reading that one. And it was more like the designer kind of wanting to retouch with nature. That's it's what quite I was a thinking. common theme, I think, this year, isn't it? Yes. I was just, I feel like people have just been so bottled up. I feel like the quarantine has just taken so much mm -hmm. out of them. And because it's happened to me too, where I just want to go out in nature and just remember what it's like to be outside. And I feel like these designers, these artists, they probably are feeling the same exact way. Like mm. they must have had some kind of creative shutdown because of quarantine. Like mm. I know I have, it's really hard to have like a good mindset during quarantine when you're just home all day and you mm. have no creativity. So I'm guessing that a lot of designers did draw their um, inspiration from just anywhere being outside and having their shows outside just because we're just so stuck inside. Mm. It makes sense. Definitely. I'm just quickly trying to find the one actually that I was, um, I sent it to you before, I think. I know it was Jacquemus. It was, I can't remember, 21. It's the one that Bella Hadid was in where it's like boxes, like glass boxes. Is it Versace? Oh, I, I know which one you're talking about. It, it looked really cool. It was, um, I cannot find it. I'll, I'll, when I do find it, I'll put it up for anyone who's on the YouTube video. You can, you can see which one I'm on about. And it's sort of like glass boxes, I think. And, but, 
but not it was sort of like glass walls but with like nature around them that was one that I thought was really really cool to look at and then another one that I saw recently and I I couldn't help but laugh a little bit not at the show I thought it was stunning but it was the way they it was done in a desert so these women are wearing heels in sand and they're sinking <laughs> with every <laughs> step and I'm like did they not think no one's thinking through? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they probably did think it through because when when it comes to the runway shoes those are so important like making sure that you pick the right shoe the models can walk in the shoe so mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they did that on purpose to kind of yeah. translate some kind of message maybe yeah yeah, yeah. I, I I think one of my fa- absolute favorite ones and I'm sure I sent this to you um and I'll send it to you Jess I'll put it on the screen actually as well and it's in this field it's a massive massive field and like these hills and it's a massive pink runway strip that's going all the way down and these models just come up over the hill so everyone's sitting in their own little seats in like the the field of hay and whatever it is in the grass and it's just beautiful it, it's something so I don't know what it is about nature and fashion coming together it looks so mm. stunning I'm so much more amazed by it for some reason when it is outside I think maybe it is that element that you were saying before when you see colors and fabrics in different lighting you just mm. turn in a bit more differently I think when I see a, a runway where it's just dark lights or, or everything's black other than the runway that's lit I think it's something very um artistic for photographs but I don't take in the clothes very much. I don't always take that in very well. I don't know why. I just think I'm just more like, wow, this is dramatic. <laughs> Whereas like, <laughs> when it's outside, I'm like, wow, look at how they've made the fabric stand out in the in outside or something. I think I think it's stunning. So is there anything that you maybe would like to be able to replicate with your um with your collection or in future maybe ideas that you'd like for a show? I honestly don't know. I've never thought about it. I've never thought of like a location I would ever want to do, except maybe like driving around Wisconsin. There's so many fields. I just, I always see these beautiful lush green fields with like beautiful flowers, especially in the springtime. So I figured maybe when I finish this collection, that's what I would do is maybe take it out into the fields and just have like the models just run around playfully and just kind of capture the essence like that's what it is it's mm. kind of like the mood of what's happening just like the where the sun is hitting or the lighting mm. and yeah the colors that's I think that plays a big role into showing the the collection the definitely I think so. yeah I was I was going to ask you from where you've worked previously is there anything that you've learned that you would carry over to your collection your company or are there things that you've learned that you won't be carrying over because you're like, no, that doesn't work? There there has been employers that I've worked for that really don't know what they're doing. Unfortunately, I hate saying that, but sometimes I'm like, what? You know, like, right. are you serious? Yeah. So I definitely have had my fair share of things that I've seen and heard where I would never have done it. And they did it and it never, it didn't take off just because it's just, you know, why, why would you do that? But there, <laughs> I feel bad saying that, but there are so many things that I've learned from my current role. It's just about everything more. I, I think more I'm learning about is kind of the numbers behind things and the costing. I was, I was never a part of that with my last job. And now that I am with this job, it's opened my eyes to kind of like the business side of it, which you know I've always okay. wanted to learn and I I never took classes on it. So 
that's been really good is just, you know, how to price up things, how to price down things. And just if I ever wanted to get into kind of buying things in wholesale, then Mm. I've learned a lot in that too. What about people? Because I don't know about Re, but like for me, I think of the fashion industry kind of being a bit like bitchy. (laughs) Is that rude? I don't know. Um, It is. Do you feel like you'd have to have a thick skin going into fashion. Yes. It's the thing is, is okay. My current job, all of them are such sweethearts. It's such like my last job. I definitely had someone not as nice to me or just wasn't, you know, no matter what you're, you are going to face backlash and talking to my current coworkers about their past jobs. They've also told me the same thing. The fashion industry isn't nice. It's, you know, not only will your your ideas get stolen or even just like you won't get credit for your ideas or people will just slam it down just because it's it's not what they want it's not it's not in their kind of mindset to ever do something like that mm. so it can be bitchy in that way for sure yeah it's funny because my boss recently told me this is never burn your bridges in the fashion industry because mm-hmm. it is such a small pool of people. Everyone knows everyone and it's kind of true. So if whoever's listening, if you ever want to get into the industry, do not burn your bridges because right. you will see that person one day in another job. Mm. Uh, so you mentioned about people potentially like stealing your ideas and things like that. Do you feel like you're really careful about how much you share with people that you work with even if they're like the loveliest people do you feel like you for example with your collection you you keep it yourself a bit more it's tricky because it depends who you really can trust with it like I have friends that I went to school with who I talk to every day about you my you sexy little thing and I'll send pictures and I'll be like I just cannot get the neckline down like do you have any opinions? Like, can you help Mm. me? And those are the people that I truly will have be a part of this or sometimes Mm -hmm. even my family, but I've had instances with friends that when I was in school who did steal some of my designs, unfortunately, or there are times where people draw the same inspiration from each other and kind of collectively design the same thing. Or even in runway, when you look on runway, you can see like, an underlying theme because that's just what's relevant in the world or they're all inspired from the same thing because fashion is inspired by everything like Mm. literally everything so it is hard to find people that you can trust and it is a learning lesson who you Mm. show what to especially when it comes to social media there are so many different softwares that are out there people that work in Shein are just those fast brands that they can just take a picture of something and then they can duplicate it easily like that. Mm. And it's really sad for people who are small businesses or small creators really trying to get their foot in the door because you could have been the first person to have made it, but then a bigger industry took it and they made it mainstream and they kind of took all the credit away from you. So that's why I feel like we're seeing that in headlines at the moment. I keep seeing it all over my Instagram feed on um, different people's stories that, you know, because they're trying to raise awareness for it, calling out people, designers who keep stealing. And and actually, we we spoke about this in a previous episode for for makeup. That's a similar Mm. thing too, where big companies are taking 
smaller companies' designs. I just think, God, that's really not fair. Mm. It's, and it's not. And it's just what makes you think that you can do that? It just, you know, like mm. just cr- come up with it yourself. It just doesn't make sense to me, you know? Mm. And it's so relevant, especially especially when I see it on. I have so many friends that I follow on um, Instagram who post it. And it'll just be like exactly like an exact replica it's, well, I don't understand just change it just change it a little bit make it your own and yeah have a bit of imagination <laughs> like at least try yeah. it you know it's really obvious that if you've taken someone's design and it's like at least tweak it slightly I, I think so that's not... the difference isn't it, it there's nothing yeah. wrong with taking inspiration for something because for god's sake like that's how we get to places isn't it we have to take some inspiration not everything can be original I mean it, maybe but not really and I just think like you said tweak it I don't think it has to be identical. That's not really what inspiration is. Otherwise, anyone could do that, surely. No. Exactly. That's ripping it off. You just rip it off from somebody else. And it's just, it's so sad because then it forces those those people to not be so out there with their own work. Or maybe it makes them feel like they can't do work like that anymore. And they just become more vulnerable because they're not getting the credit. And Mm -hmm. it's just such Mm -hmm. a sucky feeling to have, honestly. Mm -hmm. I had two questions actually based on what you've just said. Um, one was, you know, how you mentioned themes, like how fashion always has themes. Do you find that that's uh, helpful at times? Because it, it, I don't know, I feel like sometimes being creative myself, if I know what my theme is, I find it a little bit easier to create something. Like it's less scary or broad or out there on, okay, where do I start sort of thing? Or do you find that limiting? Whenever you are designing anything, you have to find an inspiration like there's no way that you can create anything without being inspired by something and you know you can draw the inspiration from literally anything Mm. from a picture a book a movie you know I like to take mine from groups of people like I I just love culture and tradition and you know that's where you can draw it from and from there that's you just put yourself into so much research you research for weeks and then you kind of try to like create things that relate back to that inspiration right to just convey it and that's why I feel like when we watch some of those runway shows and some of them are a little bit weirder some of them are kind of more experimental it's because they're really they really dove into that inspiration and they're kind of trying to show us their point of view about it and it's it's so interesting and that's why I love when I see different people's point of views about it too Mm, mm, definitely do you ever feel like those shows cloud the the pieces like the garments like this is not me throwing shade at all because I thought it was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life but with Rihanna's Fenty volume two did you watch that show no I didn't okay (laughs) that's fine (laughs) well I just I thought that the show was incredible but I was paying attention to the dancing I was paying attention to the to the to the um singing I wasn't paying attention to what they were wearing at all and I, I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing, because like you're I'm still remembering that was a Fenty fashion show or Fenty mm. Savage fashion show. But I didn't. It's think like the whole experience rather than brand. the garments it's, itself. Yeah. And I just wondered, you ever experience that with a lot of other fashion shows? Do you do you, certain fashion shows stick out to you more because of the show as opposed to what they wore? Yes. For most fashion designers that I like my favorite ones that I keep up with, usually theirs are pretty much equal in like, yes, this show is so it's an, it's an experience, yeah. but I, it's the clothes that are really grabbing my attention because 
you know, they're artists, they know how to, they know how to differentiate that, okay, I'm going to make the experience, but I also want the clothes to be the main focus. And I think with, with Rihanna, with Rihanna's show, oh my God, I kept saying Rihanna. With her show, she's just, she's a singer. So that's how she mm-hmm. knows how to kind of convey her, her passion is through on singers and kind of that's the experience because that's all she's really known. I mean, I love her line is really good. I, this is the thing. I feel like, again, I'm not even familiar enough with her collection. I'm familiar with the shows. Like to <laughs> me, I'm, I'm all about shows. I'm like that with everything. Whenever, even whenever I go to either a gig or um, a play or anything, Jess has even watched me do this. When we walk in to go to a gig, I'm looking at the stage like, where's a cannon like confetti might pop out mm. of like where you know yeah. I'm like yeah. I'm like analyzing to see what's going to happen because I love it I think it's brilliant but I think like you said you need a balance I think in to be able to if you want me to remember what you what you were wearing <laughs> yeah. and with with uh Rihanna Rihanna she just knows how to give the experience she knows how to give people a show and mm-hmm. I think that's that's why a lot of people really love that show because it was mm-hmm. all over my Instagram. I just remember seeing mm-hmm. people videoing it off their phone, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I seeing those. It was really fun to watch. It was like a like a little sexy concert, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, me. yeah, for sure. I think she definitely nailed it with that. Yeah, definitely. And in a pandemic, the way that it was all done, it was just, I thought it was genius. But um, anyway, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask you was based on something that you'd said earlier about people listening, what they can do. Um, what sort of advice can you give to people about sewing? Because I know Jess definitely wanted to sort of ask for tips and things on how to mm. sew, how to start out. What would you recommend? Like, how did you sort of start doing things? Well, I do want to say there are so many resources out there to learn how to sew. If you go to mood.com, they have this little tab. It's called Society, but it's like sew, S-E-W. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cute. And you can find <laughs> free patterns there. Patterns are basically what you're going to lay on the fabric so that you can cut it out and then um, sew them together to make the actual garments. Mm-hmm. I would recommend if you want to get into fashion design, I would say look to college courses. You don't need to go to a private school, although I would recommend it just because they really teach you how to become an artist. It's not easy to kind of dive deep within you and understand your own design philosophy because that's what it is why do I design the way I do why do Mm. I like to do this and that Mm. but if you want to learn how to sew sew I would recommend going to a thrift store or taking apart old clothes that you have that you don't like or maybe something you do like that you want to replicate take Mm. it apart so you kind of understand how it was in the beginning that's how I like to teach myself sometimes when I don't understand how to do something I'll just take it apart and try to re-sew it back together. Wow. Mm-hmm. Are there certain um, like stitches or things that you think people should practice to get used to or like familiarize themselves, especially if they're hand stitch- stitching? Because I know a lot of people probably won't necessarily either be able to afford it or think, yeah, I'm going to go and buy a sewing machine sort of thing. Um, I mean, I will say though, for anyone listening, I did buy a really cheap mini one that's so fucking cute. <laughs> and it was only like 25 pounds, which is like not much for a sewing machine at all so if you want to do that definitely check that out but otherwise if you wanted to do hand stitching what would you suggest hand stitching is like couture it's tailoring it's like the best that you can do and if you 
do it and you perfect it, you are going to go places because hand sewing is just so you can do so much with hand sewing. Machine sewing is really good too. It just quicker, mm. but with hand sewing, it just, you can make the most beautiful things out of hand sewing. You, mm. I would say to learn the basic stitches and practice on muslin, which is test fabric. And then once you've gotten to the point where you know you're really good, then I would, um, I recommend going and trying to find some like tailor stitches because those are the ones that are really going to come into play later on when you're hemming or when you want to make something look like it hasn't been sewn together or just beautifully done. I would recommend tailoring, tailoring stitches. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, So why is fashion important to you? It's always been part of my life since I was a kid. And once I discovered it, when I, I took, you know, home ec where they teach you how to sew. It's oh, like, that's why I wanted to ask if you had that at school. Yeah, that was the first time I think I had ever learned to sew was home ec and it was whole, it was hand stitching and it was pillows. And then that's the first time I'd ever learned how to thread a machine as well. Mm. And ever since then, I was just, it was so weird. It was like, I love doing this. I need to keep doing this. And then when I went to high school, we have these things called ROP classes, regional occupational classes. And I was able to find one for fashion. And when I did the first semester we did, it was kind of like take something old and make it new, but circus theme. And that was the first thing. (laughs) Sounds so fun. I had taken a pair of pretty big pants and I made it into this kind of dress that it really wasn't wearable. It wasn't wearable at all. I like, I was so young and stupid at the time, but it's just so funny to look (laughs) back at it and just kind of be like, I can't believe I did this. This is my Mm. first project. I kept looking into opportunities that could teach me more, like help me benefit more. And it was great because those um, ROP classes, uh, they had college recruiters would come. And that's how I found about two of the colleges that I went to. So I got lucky that I was able to have all these opportunities and it took me to where I'm at now. Mm. I think it's great though, that you have had all those opportunities and hopefully people who are trying to get into the fashion industry will get something like that. It might not necessarily, for anyone out there who's thinking, God, I'm not going to have any of those opportunities. I'm not in New York and stuff. Well, you know, I think those sort of opportunities will happen in some sort of way. It won't necessarily be identical to Joanna's but you know I, th- I think there is always opportunity for someone you just like you said you've got to not burn your bridges and <laughs> you know keep an eye out for opportunities I guess but yeah. I wanted to finish asking uh you other questions by asking you what is your circle if if you were um a circle what is your circle circle made up of my circle is definitely made up of fashion like fashion is my constant every day just like I'm either knitting, crocheting, sewing, or drawing. Sometimes I'm Netflixing too, because I can't be doing that <laughs> all day. It's sometimes I get burnt out of it. And it's definitely my family and my boyfriend and yeah, I, I and my work too. Like my actual work. I love my work. I just I'm happy in everything that I that I'm doing right now which has been really great that's amazing I love that for you yay well um we like to dedicate every episode to a charity a small business or an organization and of course we wanted to dedicate this episode to your new line or collection that will hopefully be coming soon to everyone could you please tell us what the collection is called or what the company's called and how people can support Yes. So the collection or the brand is called You Sexy Little Thing. I am currently still working on the website, but it is yousexylittlething.com. And you can follow my Instagram page, 
it's going to be at you sexy little thing. And I will be posting more because there is a lot more coming, you guys. <laughs> it's a little bit slow right now, but I'm just not good at social media. I'm not good at like, I'm trying to get on TikTok to really promote everything. That's yeah. the other thing is that as a, as a designer, as a fashion designer, social media is your best friend. You can literally blow up within like a week or a day if you know how to do it right. And if you're good at what you do and, you know, it's it's relevant to the people viewing it. Yeah. You don't need to be in L.A. or New York. I'm in Wisconsin, you know. <laughs> you can make it work from anywhere as long as you know you can do it and you dedicate yourself and you work on your social media because I – that's how a lot of the people blew up was through social media. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. especially through TikTok. So yeah, definitely go and follow you sexy little thing on Instagram. And then hopefully when more things start coming out on TikTok, you know, to go and look out there. So please go and follow. Um, thank you so much for joining us and getting up so early to join us as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great way to start my Friday. Thank you guys for having me and, you know, definitely. letting me part of your circle. Oh, absolutely. We've loved having you and hopefully have you back, especially when you've got all your your line out so thank you very much and thank you everyone for listening please make sure to like and subscribe to this youtube channel make sure to stream on apple Podcasts and spotify and we will see you for our next episode Bye. bye